So thank you, Holy Spirit. You're so welcome here, and we've welcomed you, and we've opened up our hearts to you, and we said we want to make space and room for you, a place for you to land. Spirit of truth, would you land in our hearts? And you land in everyone's heart different today because you know the truth that will make every person free. And we trust you. We trust you. We trust you. We yield our hearts to you. Our hearts open from the inside. We open our hearts wide to you. And we say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Show yourself strong. Fortify us. That was a really good word. Fortify us, Lord. Fortify our minds, our thoughts. Let them be strong and not weak. Fortify our souls, that our souls are strong. We need strong souls. God heals our souls and fortify our bodies. This is the healer that lives in us. Jesus lives in us. The healer lives in us. We're not asking for God to come and do something for us. He lives in us, and he wants to activate what's in the seed. So we just thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So we had a guest speaker a few weeks ago, and uh, it was Mark Head from the Father's Heart Ministry. So everything's about the heart, isn't it? Everything's about our heart. We're just, here's my heart, Lord. Make me to know truth in the inward parts. And we don't even know what that is. We can say that, but we don't know what truth God's going to reveal. The Holy Spirit reveals truth. We just make space. And we don't even know in what season, what truth, what re- Holy Spirit is revelation. Holy Spirit is being. Holy Spirit is the Godhead. Holy Spirit is your friend. Holy Spirit is grace. It's, if grace is just a, a dictionary definition, Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Spirit is friendship. And so when we open wide our hearts, grace comes in. And there's many definitions for grace, but I like the person grace. I like Holy Spirit. I like when Holy Spirit speaks the truth to me and makes me free. And there's been many distractions in, in the season since COVID, right? I don't know what your distractions have been, but I was absolutely not distracted one bit during COVID. But this has been my season of distraction. And so, because I'd be like, well, what's everybody so distracted by? You know, God's government's greater. God's kingdom reigns. His grace rules and reigns. The government doesn't. You know, you know, I can't focus on a whole bunch of mistakes. So I have to focus on God who's never made a mistake and who isn't a mistake. And so Holy Spirit, is the, the, one of the definitions is, and this is the definition of relationship for me, the divine influence upon my heart. Today, Holy Spirit is divinely influencing our hearts what each person needs it's very specific and it's just for you there's a truth that makes you free so there's a you know there's been a truth in this season that that there was a distraction that wasn't the truth but i needed god to visit me and speak the truth to me because when you're distracted or when you're afraid you actually give that thing legal right in you and so unknowingly i had given something legal right I was, I was entertaining it in my distraction. So, Lord, I thank you that you're visiting our distractions. Our hearts are open. This is our logo. It's always because of the cross that our hearts have been reconciled to the Father. Two hearts are one, just like marriage. Two are one. This is covenant. Jesus paid the price. He made covenant, and he keeps covenant. 
We break it all the time. <laughs> our thoughts, our attitudes, our actions, our imagination, our influence, but he never changes. He says, no, I paid the price. I'm giving you covenant every single day. I'll never give up on you. I change not. I will never walk away. I'm always one with you. So to every day, God is turning you in the morning like when the sun rises. He's turning you every day to look at Jesus so that when you look at Jesus, whatever you were thinking about, about yesterday and you were rehashing it and going over it, over what was, he has a new thought for today. He has a smile for you every morning. Jesus smiles upon you every morning like the sun does because he is the sun. He never frowns no matter how you got up today. But every morning I say to God, what kind of day is this today? I want to know. And he'll say, it's a great day. It's a wonderful day. Expect a surprise today. And then I'm like, woohoo, I wonder what the surprise is. I, I have an expectation of hope. So God's raised us up to have an expectation of living hope because Jesus lives in us. And hope is not what you can see. Contrary to hope, in hope Abraham believed. He did not see, but he did see the stars. But he didn't see a thousand generations. But he knew that God's promise was true. And he knew because he had a righteous relationship with the Father. We all have a righteous relationship. See, the kingdom, the kingdom of Canada, I don't care about. The kingdom of God in me, I care about everything about the kingdom of God in me. Because it's righteousness. Every morning that I get up, I have a righteous relationship. I can walk into the throne room, which means I'm just seeking his face. I'm just talking to him. Mercy's new every morning. The door is open. Jesus is the door. He is, he is the door of mercy. We've come into Jesus Christ. We've come into the heavenly place. We've been co-crucified. We've been co-buried. We've been co-resurrected. So the heavenly in us, God says, let my kingdom come. Let my will be done in you, in your heart, as it is in heaven. So every day, as it is in heaven, right here, Papa, here's my heart. Make me to know truth in the inward parts. See, distraction will take that away. And you know what happens is when our heart has, when the enemy has a legal right, he's empowered with that legal right to harass you, torment you, take you out of truth. And so that's what the enemy does because we've given him a legal right because we believe a lie. So if we just say, here's my heart, make me to know truth, that we sang it. We know what? You know what? You don't even need any preaching when you, when you come for worship. I am, I am so serious because you've just given God your yes so he, you've surrendered. Do we know what we're saying yes to? Probably not at all. <laughs> but we're just saying yes. Here's my heart. Have your way. It has to be Jesus' way, not my way. I want Jesus who lives in me to live and move and have his being. I want to live and move and have my being in his. Why? Because two are one. Because I'm not just walking with Jesus. Jesus is walking in me. So I want, I want to walk that path that he's walking and it's unknown and it's a journey called life and there's mountains and there's valleys. There's really good days and there's really hard days, but he changes not. And so come to God knowing that you are fully welcome, you're fully accepted. We had a speaker here who wrapped us around with a red cloth of the blood of Jesus and said the seal of approval. There isn't a person in this house that does not have the seal of approval of their daddy. Even when you make mistakes, even when you've done something wrong, he said, I paid the price for that. Oh, I paid the price. You're blameless. You're above reproach. You're a new creation. Don't look at who you were. Look at who I'm calling you. Look at your original 
identity. Look at your original design. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Your, these things you think about yourself, they came down your bloodline or the experiences that you had that defined who you are and you believed it. So every day we can experience Holy Spirit. We can experience God and know that what is happening to us, the distractions that were happening to me, do not define me. So I bless your season. We're, we're at the corner of Garden and Eden, so we want this to be, we want to be the place where God's glory dwells, that we are his house, and that we say, how awesome are you, God? And he goes, well, how, how awesome are you? You're my house, like Jacob. Jacob said he had no problem saying, how awesome is this place? None other than the house of God, the gate of heaven. He knew that he, he hosted God's presence. He knew he was the te- temple of God. It wasn't God out there like some Old Testament thing. God, come and save me, come and save me, come and save me, come and save me, come deliver me, come deliver me. Meribah, bitter waters, come, oh, come, come. And as they did it as a group. They just went from city to city with all their doubt and unbelief. Come save us, come save us. It's Christ in you, your hope of glory. You are saved, you're being saved, and you'll be fully saved. You are sanctified, and you're being sanctified. Your thoughts are being sanctified. Your actions, your imagination, your influence is being sanctified. Just with your yes. Here's my yes. Here's my surrender. Just simply let him love you. He's not looking to correct you. He's not looking to fix you. How would you like to be a child in that house? How would you like to live in that house when you're just corrected and fixed every day and, and, and you're told what to do and you become a really good slave? He doesn't want good slaves. He wants the broken you. He wants the weary you. He wants the tired you. He wants the distracted you. He wants the you where your soul's broken, your emotions and your feelings. Your emotions and your feelings. Last week, the science school teacher said, we're going to talk on blame. And I was like, oh, because God told me that week that he, he wants blame out of the church, out of the body. Because it corrupts his church. It corrupts our body. Because that's the garden. See, if we don't hide in our fear, if we hide in our fear, we have to blame everybody for our fear. We can't blame anybody for what we're afraid of. Can't blame the government. Are, we, are you afraid of what the government does? I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me all the time. Like, I am not one of those people that says, let's have a prayer meeting for the government. I'm in. I'm just like, oh, Jesus, help us. You know, that's my weakness, right? So um, we're going to have a, someone come up and share today. And um, I'm going to ask that the live stream stop. And the reason I'm saying that is... Uh, we're the home of um, wounded people, but we are not living in an ICU forever. This is not a permanent hospital. My son was in the hospital, I don't even know how many years ago, but anyways, he was diagnosed with a, a platelet disease where his body did not produce platelets. It was like hemophilia. It was, it was like he was, he, I went to his house he's after church on a Sunday and I'd fasted all week. And I said, God, I'm done with fasting. I fasted all week, you never said a word. What the heck? And then I was gonna eat lunch. I'm going to eat lunch. It's after church on a Sunday and I am going to eat lunch. And he said, keep fasting. I was like, oh. And then I get a phone call from my son. And my, mom, my son says, mom, I'm on the couch and I feel real sick, I don't know what it is. So we lived in trail at the time, we drove to Castigar. And I took one look at him and he had, his body was just thousands and thousands of dots 
the capillaries were bursting. His blood vessels were leaking. And I looked at him and I said, this is a blood disorder. I didn't know what to call it, but I said, no, this is about your blood. So then he ended up going to the hospital. They said he's going to die. He was in, in ICU. He had anaphylactic shock. He, the government bought him. He had to get authorized from the, the health, ins not the health inspector, but the top level, like D Dr. Henry, someone like that, had to sign for him to get platelets. And so he got platelets like every three days. Otherwise, they were afraid his brain was going to, he was going to bleed to death in his brain and his organs, he would bleed to death internally. And so he'd get these platelets. The government probably spent $250,000 in that little bit of time that he was in the hospital on platelets for him to live. You know, and so my husband and I were watching a show the other night and a woman's giving her testimony about the same disease. And she said, I was in the ICU for two years. And she was still taking scads of meds. Well, you know what we did with our son? They said, we're going to take his spleen out. And we said, God, what do you think? And God said, no. So we said, no, you're not. And they're like, well, we're going to send him to Calgary because you don't believe us. And we're like, okay, well, it never worked out. Every time my son, he works in Kuwait. Every time he tried to get an appointment, it didn't work out. Anyways, they give him a drug that they put his own, that they give heart transplant people 10 times the, the dose of a heart, trans person, heart transplant person. And we were like, oh, this is really bad drug. We don't want you on this forever. So, you know, when he was in the hospital, when he left, he was wearing a T-shirt that had a band on the front. I can't remember the name on the band, but on the back, he's always very interested in prophecy because we're a prophetic couple. We hear God and we speak. Life happens. And so he was walking into the elevator and on the back of his shirt, it said, I'm not coming back. And I said, you want to know what prophecy is, son? <laughs> Read the back of your T-shirt. You're not coming back. And so it happened to him again in, in this two-year healing. But this other woman stayed in ICU for two years. I'm like, God, you are so good to us because we heard him and we stood on what we heard. He, it wasn't knowledge. I didn't go to the Google. I didn't go to the internet. I didn't go to 10 doctors. I just said, God, who are you in this? We have to hear you. We have to know what you're doing. So you know what? This poor woman... This is like 15 years later, she's on scads of meds. Guess how many meds my son takes? Zero. 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 So this is God. I'm, I'm sharing this because God heals the body and God heals the soul. He heals the mind. He heals the heart. So let us turn off the live stream. I'm sorry. That's how my journey started too for my dad. And then God comes and heals the wounds because he wants you to know what kind of father he is. He's a really good father and he really cares. Let go of the blame. Your emotions and your feelings can blame people. You can even blame them for your emotions and your feelings. God is healing emotions and feelings in this season attached to wounds, their lies. But they want to blame people. You made me afraid, I need to blame you. You made me unhappy, I need to blame you. Do you know my 17-year-old grandson was saying to me, it's easy to blame and not own your own responsibility for yourself because you were sinned against. You were. God cares. I bless your yes. I bless your surrender.
This is a year of testimonies, if you can go back to that slide. And God said at the beginning in January, he said, I am faithful. Was God faithful in that testimony? He also said this is a year of signs, wonders, and miracles, of the healing of the spirit, soul, and body. God said it. And all Jacob was said was, I believe. I believe. I believe. He's giving you peace to crush Satan beneath your feet. Do you believe? Every breath you take is God's presence in and out. Crushing Satan, the lies that we believe about our fathers, our mothers, our leaders, our siblings, those that wounded us. This is, these, this is the words that God said. These aren't just some nice words up there. Simply let me love you. Did you hear the caressing comfort? God comes, he doesn't say, let's pretend you're not wounded. Let's ignore those feelings and those emotions. He says, can I come into it and comfort you? Can I caress you? Can I hold you? Can I let you know what your true father's like? To heal your true identity? This is the year to receive his loving kindness. God said it, I believe it. So I bless your believer. I said to God one day, what's the most important thing about my walk with you? And he said, only believe. So let's corporately say that. So Lord, we stand on every word that you've said to us individually and corporately. We thank you for the fullness of your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word creates. And when we forgive, that creates an open door for you to land. So Lord, we just declare our, hand, our hearts are the landing place. They're open wide with a big yes and a big surrender. And we just say, Father, have your way. Here are our hearts. We make room for you, and we thank you that you move in our hearts this week. And whatever way you come into our hearts, and whatever comes out of our hearts, even what comes out of our hearts, when you approve us, we had approval come on us, sometimes what comes out of our heart is the disapproval that we used to have. So whatever way you come in our hearts this week, we're not going to judge ourselves. We're not going to judge others. We're just going to say, thank you, God, you're removing that. Thank you, thank you. You want to live bigger in my heart. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. And we humble ourselves at your feet. And we say, have your way. You will not be mocked. Your name will not be mocked because we are your seed called by your name and you want to give us everything that you have, everything that you are. We are sons and daughters of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Our Father's light and we are light. Come in with your light. Thank you for your spirit of counsel. You shine your light and you bring your truth. It's that easy. We just thank you in Jesus' name. You're welcome to come up for prayer. There's going to be prayer here. And if you need a body healing, there's going to be prayer. And if you just want to give a bigger yes or say, here's my heart and not even have a clue what God's going to do this week, but you're just going to surrender to the unknown that God's going to do in you, but you're going to live bigger and you're going to live fully alive because the glory of God is you fully alive. And so sometimes fully alive, we come broken. We come fully broken, fully wounded. Fully desperate, though, because we know he's going to change that. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.